We're back and powered by Junior Prospect Hockey League, Western Canada's newest developmental stream for student athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level at JuniorProspectHockeyLeague.com. We're now going to speak with another general manager in the USHL, Tony Gasparini, Sioux Falls Stampede. Tony, thanks for coming on the show again. Well, really appreciate it. Long time listener. Well, I appreciate that too. At least somebody's listening. So we uh, <laughs> we want to talk about a couple of players that you have that are actually drafted by Boston. You actually have them on the same line, which is always, I guess, easier for a scout to evaluate when you have you uh, put all those kind of players in the same line. Let's chat a little bit about Christopher Pelosi and, and Beckett Hendrickson and thoughts on those two players and not only the chemistry they have together, but them as individual players. Well, you know, it's, it's a unique situation that uh, it wasn't planned that way, but they kind of came into the season and formed a little bit of chemistry, and they are anchoring one of our top lines right now. Uh, Chris from last year really took a big step. You can see he's a more confident center. Uh, he's far more assertive without the puck. Uh, strong two-way game, and and he's got a very good release. And, you know, Beckett obviously coming into this league uh, as, a, as a veteran player as well, uh, he's in a really good situation right now. He is so strong along the boards. He's great down low. Uh, he's got great hands and offensive IQ. Uh, and and the thing that surprised us the most, uh, you know, that, that we got to see how competitive he actually is to score goals and be around those hard areas. Is that something you feel that he can draw on from Pelosi? Because that's a huge part of his game and the get-go. And, and for part two, my question for you, Tony, is uh, can you talk about the developmental challenges of having a player who's like Hendrickson, for instance, who comes from the program and comes from a depth capacity, right, and is not expected to be the player, and then he's coming onto this team and now he's one of the main key pieces for you? Well, I think that I think that's part of the development curve that he needed, and he's in the right spot here in Sioux Falls. And uh, it just happens at times at the development program that sometimes guys slide down. And and in Beckett's case, physically he was a little bit underdeveloped relative to his peer group. And you know, it's a role that he played prior to entering the program. So it's great that he's he's getting an opportunity to. To, to play in the forefront here with, with our program and our organization. We couldn't be happier with him, a part of it. And he's accepted it and the challenge of being a top line player and, and embraced it. And he's been great all the way through from the start since the moment he's been here. He's, he's been great. I'd like to get your thoughts on Zach Nearing as well. Uh, Winnipeg Jets draft pick thoughts on him and sort of like what your plans for him moving forward and, sort of some expectations that he's put on himself because it's a big year for him. Well, that's what we're trying to manage right right now, Shane, is, is he's coming in with a tremendous amount of expectations on himself. And we have to understand that this is his first year of junior hockey, and this is the biggest jump that he's, get, that he's made thus far in his hockey career from going from, from prep school or, or high school AAA programs into the United States Hockey League. This is a big jump in itself. And that next jump is a is a smaller step. So we're trying to manage his expectations and making sure that that he's doing the things right, concentrating on the details that are far more um, important at this level that compared to the prep level. We know one thing has been consistent since he's been here. He is competing and working extremely hard towards improving each and every day. He's got such a big body and it's a long body, very good offensive instincts towards finding 
uh, space in the offensive zone. He loves the net front, and that's where he's going to score his goals. And I think the thing that surprised us the most, and we had the opportunity to watch him play a whole bunch last year, and it's great to see his development over the previous four years at Shattuck, and they do a nice job there. Uh, one thing that surprised us is his ability to make a lot of little plays in the in the offensive zone. And, uh, uh, you know, we expect uh, him this season to continually get better and go through that process of junior hockey that is the USHL where the kids get acclimated to the level of play and start to turn around that January, February mark. He's been a, he's been a very useful player, a very productive player thus far, but we expect his impact to grow as the season progresses. Do you feel that one of the developmental keys for him this season is you, you mentioned it briefly where he, he subtly makes a lot of really nice little slip passes. He can, he can generate off a cycle, but with the, the body he has, and the physical attributes he possesses and those instincts that you talked about down low, I'd love to see him start driving possession uh, over the season. Is that something you're looking for from him? Yeah, I think so. And I think that comes with maturity in his game. Uh, you know, we do individual skill sessions and pod sessions throughout the week in addition to our practice schedule. And a big focus on that is going to be just puck per utilizing that big body, getting him to create better range with the puck in order to get his body over it and maintain possession and, and have guys bump off him and have him roll off of uh, off of the cycle. Uh, that's just maturity in his game uh, where he can start to learn to protect pucks and create depth and use that body better with the puck uh, than he does now because there's still some immaturity. He still exposes it a little too much. He's, excuse me, rushing to the net, you know, at times, you know, the game's going to slow down for him as he acclimates himself to our level of play. Tony, talk a little bit. We've met, we chatted about this before in the past, but I'd like to get your thoughts again is, you know, in your expectation, you know, your, you know, expectations of players, but also helping them understand that the biggest jump they'll ever make and players like to look too far ahead, you know, instead of what's happening in the moment, making them helping them understand without scaring them that this is the biggest jump you'll probably make in your entire career. Forget just jumping to college and the college, to the American league, American league, potentially to the NHL, that this is going to be their biggest jump. And this is where the habits get formed early for them to have success. Yeah. You know what? We're, we're, you know, we're, we're in a unique situation. Uh, not only myself, but head coach, Eric Rude, both of our sons have gone through this process. Both of us are veteran guys that have been in, the National Hockey League, College Hockey League in the past. So we're very upfront with all of our players coming in, especially our first-year guys. And, you know, like I mentioned last year, we, we inherited a program last year that, you know, we we did a very – we did, or unfortunately didn't make the playoffs. So we did a very good job as a coaching – our coaching staff did a very good job of developing our players and helping them understand the process of junior hockey. And each and every one of the players that are coming in this year, you know, I've talked to their, their parents, I've talked to their advisors, and good advisors know just that, Shane, that this is going to be very difficult, and there's going to be peaks and valleys. And in the first month of the season, it's just, it's energy and emotion that's going to get you through, and then the league is going to, you know, start to grind a little bit. It's going to be a grind. So we've tried to educate our guys, just follow and trust the process of junior hockey. Understand that our jobs here is to develop you. And if we do a good job of development, winning is a byproduct of that. 
And, you know, you've got to, you got to make sure every, every young man, every young man is on board and understands that process because there's going to be peaks and valleys. They are young players that were all the top players in, in the country or in the world in some cases prior to coming here. And now you're going to have to accept some different roles in the beginning and throughout the season. And if you want to be in the lineup on a consistent basis as well. Yeah, it's one of the things I notice is um, when you talk to players, they don't always recognize, even when they move, start to move up into the American League, how quickly the talent pool compresses. From like, yeah. you know, you were the best player on the team, but now everybody else in your team is also one of the best players on their team, right? Yeah. And that's and a I bit think, of a shock to system for some of those players. Yeah, and that's probably when 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 you're talking to some of the the players that are a little bit older, they'll they'll remember back their times in in the USHL. There's only 16 teams in our league. And uh, it's easier to play college hockey than it is to play in the United States Hockey League. Uh, so they, they will reflect in just that chain, that it is very difficult to be in here. It's very, you know, there's a reason there's almost 100% college Division One placement in this league for that reason. It, it's a tough league and, and it's all those details and your game has to grow and expand and change or else, unfortunately, you're not going to survive here. Well, Tony, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate the insight. Good luck through the season and look forward to speaking to you pretty soon. That's great. Thanks for having me, fellas. That's Tony Gasparini, general manager of the Sioux Falls Stampede. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after this.